Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Team Tonga take learnings from the World Ski Champs. The first OFC Champions League semi-finalists are found, and the PNG Hunters make a winning start to 2017. But first, the Samoa government says it will review its policy on monetary rewards for Olympic medalists following public pressure to recognise Ale Opilonga's historic achievement. The weightlifter won Samoa's first Olympic medal at the 2008 Beijing Games after being upgraded to silver when two competitors were disqualified for drugs. The Prime Minister said last month the government's policy was to only offer awards for gold medal winners, but the Sports Minister, Luau Kaneti Seo, says changes are possible. The cabinet by that particular time uh, didn't have in mind the difference of the games. But in a way that uh, we are looking at uh, putting a paper or cane and, and, and revisit that policy whether uh, we can uh, put in place the ranking of, of the games so that uh, we can have an idea of which particular game and which medal that uh, we're supposed to be uh, rewarded to, to the athletes. If, uh, if we uh, can revisit that again, then that will be uh, good uh, solutions to come out with that situation. So are you saying that the government will revisit that? I mean, it's up to the government, which obviously you're a part of, to make that decision as to whether you want yes, to relook yes. at it. I am uh, uh, looking forward to uh, putting up a paper again. It's from the uh, sports perspective. So uh, I guess that, uh, yes, and uh, I am looking to that. Uh, hopefully that uh, will be in the near future. As the Minister for Sports in Samoa, what is your reaction to the overwhelming public support for Ali Opilonga's achievement and, and wanting her to be recognised. Is that something that you've noticed? Is that something that you are very aware of? Uh, I guess that, uh, yeah, with the situation, uh, particularly with Ali, yes, it has been noticed. And uh, I can see that people are overwhelming and, and hopefully that uh, they can help, which is I have, uh, as I said, that I have nothing to go against with. I have also pledged as well, <laughs> in a way, so that... Uh, yeah, but uh, no, the government doesn't have anything to do with it uh, in a way of their fundraising to uh, have some fun for it. What does that mean for you as the Minister of Sport, you know, on behalf of the country, uh, to have an Olympic medalist in Samoa and, and what that might mean for future generations that will look up to her and, and do look up to her already? I guess this is one of the best times that uh, we're receiving a medal, especially the Olympic Games. And uh, yeah, it's a great uh, achievement that we have uh, got, and I'm so thrilled and, and proud of, of uh, what uh, Ilya has been done for our country in a way of uh, getting this medal. And uh, hopefully that uh, I can see that the government is uh, for sure that uh, they'll be playing a part on, on that uh, ceremony in the way of receiving the medal. Yeah, and I guess it's that achievement that, w- which is why there's been such a strong sort of groundswell of support for people wanting to see her recognised further. Yeah, I guess so. That's Samoa's Minister for Sport, Luau Kineti Seal. 
The 2018 Winter Olympics remain a distant and ambitious goal for Tonga after a challenging time at the World Ski Champs in Finland. Makaleta Stefan finished 105th of 107 in the women's sprint qualification, while Peter Taufa-Tafua was 153rd of 156 in the men's race. But Team Tonga's manager and head of sport, Steve Grundman, says the results are good, considering the time the two have spent skiing. We want to improve, of course. We want to get better and better and better, and that is the mission. And um, this, I think, went out very, very well. I mean, Makaleta is skiing now for, for two years. She does that at the side. She also was injured. She um, had a broken leg until, um, unfortunately, in summer training on roller skis. So she could only step into um, ski training end of end of um, fall, unfortunately. And uh, Peter Taufer-Tafua stepped in um, with his first skiing experience in January 10th. And um, he only was on skis for five weeks. For this, I think, uh, for those circumstances, those were two very remarkable uh, results. And, um, of course, we want to develop further. Of course, we want to um, proceed and um, and also um, improve uh, and improve our athletes. And um, yeah, that's, this is the mission, and we are on a very, very, very good w- um, uh, way there. Also, Caseta stepped in uh, last year, and then, unfortunately, um, yeah, it was a pretty tough run for him the second run at the qualification race in Giant Slalom. But we all try our best with the possibilities that we have, and um, especially the athletes. And, um, yeah, we, we, we all try to make this, um, this big dream um, come true, to finally make it to the, to the Olympic Games. Yeah, so what is the key from here? Is it just simply all of those athletes getting as much training, as much competition as possible? Because I guess it's quite a short time frame between now and needing to qualify for Pyeongchang. It's very ambitious, I mean, to qualify. It's not that they can uh, start to do to um, um, exotic wildcards or something. I mean, they do have to go through the FIS, IOC, um, qualification rules and risking very, very tough and very ambitious um, ambitious goals. They all need to do their races now in, in one year of time, and um, they all need their certain FIS points to finally qualify. So we... We need to take all the races um, that we have, actually, until end of January next year for the last FIS list that comes out. And then um, we have to see that all the the, the athletes are in their um, special um, or below the, the, the required FIS points that they do qualify. But um, it's, it's going to be really, really tough, and um, we need every chance. And we also will go then to, um, to Australia and New Zealand in the summertime and to June, July, August, especially August and September, then um, races in the in the southern hemisphere. So, so all three of these senior adult athletes, they're they're all full time in this. This is this is their sole focus between now and January. Uh, yes, we try to. We have to see what possibilities we have. I mean, they're all amateur sports um, or athletes. They don't do that on a professional level. So we have to see how the. Um, how that fits in also with uh, the funding possibilities that we can make that happen. Uh, it's, it's, it's really tough, especially for um, Peter, because um, he also has uh, still his uh, Taekwondo program going on and um, Taekwondo World Championships. So he's um, he's got to squeeze that in. I and mean, he's in Australia now and he's um, training on roller skis. Um, yeah, then from um, August, um, August, September, he needs to be in the Snowy Mountains in Australia. Parachevalli, uh, Falls Creek, and then also Snow Farm, New Zealand. 
um, to to do the races, and then after that, October, November, come back to to Europe, go to Scandinavia, and um, then uh, do December, January, the last races then in in the Alps, and then it um, has to it has to work out. With Peter in Australia, Macaletta in Germany, and I think Cassetti has been basing himself up in Italy, hasn't he? So uh, it's all in far flung parts of the world. So that must be quite challenging to try and have everyone so far apart. Yeah, well, we, we hooked Cassetta up. Um, that is a cooperation with the sponsor that we have uh, through the Royal Ski Federation. So we, we have the chance to give him uh, accommodation down there that he can train and um, has the best possibilities also. Um, but unfortunately, we also had um, it's a nature sport and we, we have to, to struggle a bit with uh, climate change also and, um, and the weather conditions. And it was unfortunately not a, not a very good winter in, in, in Europe. Um, so were the last ones. So we um, also depend on that a bit. And also next year with the upcoming races, we um, have to be very, very uh, positive there and have really to work out also with the weather conditions that all the races going to take place that they don't get cancelled due to no snow or too warm conditions. That's also a reason why we have to take every race that we get, uh, that we can uh, achieve our points. That's Steve Grantman from the Royal Tonga Ski Federation. Team Wellington is setting their sights on a maiden OFC Champions League title after easing into the semi-finals for a third straight season. The New Zealand domestic champs topped Group B in Kone, and captain Bill Robertson believes they can now go all the way. Yeah, listen, everyone's been absolutely fantastic. Even the players who you know who haven't maybe got had had as much game time over the uh, over the three games. It's been a real squad effort. Um, some you know some big performances from everyone involved. It's a it's a real team effort. And like I say, delighted with the result tonight and and obviously the. Uh, the achievement of getting through to the semi-finals. We just got to keep keep doing what we're doing, keep the standards high. That's my role. It's the staff's role. It's the senior players' role to make sure that we, you know, we don't become complacent. We keep this momentum going, and we really drive home those standards. and And we believe we've got all the um, the qualities to go all the way this year in, in in both our domestic campaign and and the Oceania Champions League. So we've just got to keep driving that home and and keep the boys doing what they're doing, and, and hopefully we can be successful. AS Magenta are also through to the final four after the New Caledonia Club topped Group A in Namir. Meanwhile, Auckland City are hosting Group C and begin their quest for a seventh straight Oceania title on Saturday. Their coach is Ramon Tribuliac. Yeah, we, we understand the differences and in, in the style of football that is played in this competition. Um, I think our group is not never easy, but we've got some very... Uh, yeah, different teams, you know, with different, uh, different. They play in a different way. The Solomon Islands, uh, United, you know, and and Lay City. Uh, we played them last year, you know, and they're very individually, you know, very good. They've got some very good players. It's just a collective. Sometimes they're a bit unexpected, you know, the things they do collectively. But uh, the individuals are very good. I mean, Western United on a Saturday, they have a good team. Tatori there. Farado. They've got four or five players from the national team. You know, Joseph Nawal and there. Talo, the goalkeeper, very good, good feet. So it's a very good team on the ball. It's going to put us under pressure for sure, you know. So we, we have to make sure that we understand uh, structurally, positionally, you know, which things we have to be aware of for the way they play. But, yeah, definitely it's a difficult group. And, yeah, we just have to understand, you know, that we, especially this year coming from what we're coming in the National League, that we just can't switch off, you know. If we switch off a bit, anyone can do you. So, uh, you know, we've had a few warnings this year and we need to make sure that we, we understand this coming into this competition where we're playing three games that are three, nearly three finals.
Yeah, it's obviously only one team from the pool that advances to the next stage. Uh, it must be nice to actually uh, be at home for a change, to have your group uh, uh, not so far away. Yeah, I suppose so. We can control the uh, a few things here. You know, We know the field is going to be OK and, and we understand the weather is not going to be as, as difficult as, as up in the island. But then you've got the other side of the story, as you mentioned at the beginning, that we, we've got players working. <laughs> with their jobs and that these guys uh, are here just for the football, you know. So they, they, they've got a slight advantage over us in, in that respect. So we need to take that into consideration, obviously. This is an expanded uh, OFC Champions League. There's uh, some extra teams and amongst that there's some new teams. Uh, in your group, uh, Malampa Revivers from Vanuatu, a new face to regional competition. So uh, what do you make of the new format? Well, look, I suppose it's good to see more teams, you know, getting involved in this competition. It's a good way to give the other nations, you know, an opportunity to develop and to test themselves against the best teams in the uh, in the region. So I can see the uh, the positives and 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 there uh, for us, our group doesn't really change that much. You know, we, I mean, it's it's Malampa Revivers, but because they 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 did really well in Vanuatu, you know, we don't really know much about them, but uh, we'll have a good opportunity to to watch him play before our game on Saturday, you know, and let's see what we make out of them. You know, it's, it's a different team from Ami Kali. You know, Ami Kali, we're full of, uh, we had a, a lot of good uh, foreigners in there. Uh, these guys are, you know, more based locally. So, you know, we'll have a look again on Saturday and see what they look like. Obviously, it's worked all right for six years, but, uh, you know, as you have been successful in this competition, how do you ensure that your players, you know, keep up that same level of hunger and, and focus and, um, I guess, uh, standards uh, when, they, when they do come into these events? They also understand the, uh, you know, that, that when you're successful in this competition, you've got a great opportunity to compete in the Global Cup and they know how important that is uh, in their lives as well. That's, in some respects, an easier way of motivating them they understand the positives out of this competition, and uh, you know, I think I think it's a passion for the game as well. You know, we we love playing this game. We have a lot of players have day jobs again, and they they commit themselves to train full time because they love this game. You know, so I have no uh, second thoughts. You know, I know that they're going to be ready for it. You know, and it's, it's always a little bit more difficult to re-motivate ourselves after after having done it so many times, but. At the end of the day, once we step on the grass, it's uh, it's football and it's what we love doing. And, and I'm pretty sure we will be you know, up to the task on Saturday. Ramon Tribuliac, Group D is in Papeete with AS Tefana hosting Vanuatu's Iroquois Golden Star, Marist FC from Solomon Islands and Fiji's Rewa. Papua New Guinea Hunters have made a winning start to 2017 as they target consistency both at home and away. The Hunters won all 11 regular season matches in Port Moresby last season, but only picked up four wins on the road. Their campaign then ended with a shock home defeat in the first round of the playoffs. After beating the Central Queensland Capras 22-16 in Rockhampton, coach Malcolm Aram is hoping there's more to come. We needed to uh, get off to uh, a good start. Uh, we had to travel a long way to uh, get the points, so really, really good start for us here. Uh, this is still... A few other things in South but you know, everything they uh, uh, You know, obviously, it's been talked about last year was you know a real challenge on the road. You didn't have a great record away from home, so um, you know, on a mental level uh, or, or just for good spirits around the camp, does getting a win in a difficult place, as you say, it takes away to to actually get there in the first place. Um, d- you know, does that do a lot for the team? We spoke about our very records uh, last season. We only managed to win four games on the road, so. 
and that was part of our plan this year. We didn't win any game away, but we win it by a, a small or big margin as long as we get the points. So, and for us to go away and on the long trip as well and get the two points in uh, Rockhampton was really uh, good for the team. Yeah. Are you actually doing anything differently as a team? Are you arriving earlier, later, or is there a different actual approach you're taking to those away matches? We changed our routine a bit on our, our travel to the uh, game. So we, we flew down from Podmos to uh, Brisbane and then we flew from Brisbane uh, to Rockhampton. It's only one hour where in past seasons we, we normally drive up eight hours and then uh, prepare for a game and then drive straight back after the game. So, But this year we, we sort of looked at options of travelling by air uh, all the way through to the uh, uh, venue and uh, bus it back after. So, yeah, so that probably worked out for us. Uh, again, a few more uh, things we still have to fix up, but yeah. You've obviously had a lot of uh, squad changes. You've had some very familiar faces coming back, such as Israel Aliab and Willie Minoga and the Albert brothers, etc. Uh, you know, to have familiar faces, people that know the Hunters program, know the team, uh, you know, how much of a benefit's that been? With the experience coming back to the team, uh, with the few years they've been away, uh, with the other teams, uh, and they added a lot of uh, their experience back into the side. So, really, Minoga had a, uh, uh, a good game, uh, even though he didn't come off the benches. Uh, how we were using him the past first two seasons, uh, he played centre, and then, uh, yeah, you know, we always had questions about his speed, but, you know, we saw that towards the end of the game where he, he uh, ran 40 metres to score the winning prize. So, Wellington Albert was ruled out beginning of last week due to uh, Turnham. So, uh, Sentinel that played well. Uh, Israel Eliab is still probably uh, fitting into the uh, system again. He's played over in England for one season and he's just struggling to get back into uh, his game. So he turned up a bit uh, overweight, so we put a lot of work into him. So now he's, he's going to take probably another two, three games before he, he, he gets his game right. But he's one of the leaders. Like, he was one of our first captains, so uh, a lot of the young boys still look up, uh, up to him with his. Uh, uh, for his uh, advice on and off the field. You had one new face uh, on the weekend, Nixon. Uh, put uh, in, in the back row, how'd he go? Played a full 80 minutes, I think, uh, for fourth game. Uh, he's got a bit of weakness on his edge there. And again, uh, the more games he play and uh, the tougher the uh, teams we, we also play, they'll probably pick out his weaknesses. But, you know, he's a tough kid. Uh, he came through from uh, the Eagle Cup competition, the competition back here, so he did just everything right to uh, have his spot back here. As well as welcoming back some well-known players, you've also lost some experienced uh, people, the likes of Adam Coravey, Justin Olam, Thompson Tete. Uh, so, um, you know, how do you replace that sort of experience? Certainly uh, uh, lose those experience from those boys. Okay, given we put in a lot of our time into their game and stuff, but, you know, it's always good that we, we've got a young pool of players that we can now look to uh, so they can come in straight away. But Justin Olam, he's been signed by Melbourne Storm. He's played his first game like, in the IFC competition uh, with uh, Sunshine Coast Falcons team. So that's only second year. So hope he does well from there. And also uh, the boys that uh, have been released back to their clubs. I think just mainly we did set a look at our players, how they behave, how they carried on during the past season. So although we will we miss their experiences. These young boys that have come in are probably even hungrier than them to gain their sports in the team there.
And uh, while you had a, a poor record on the road last season, Michael, at home you guys were very strong. You only lost that one game. Of course, it was the, the final match of the season. Uh, you're back home this weekend against the East Tigers. Um, you know, what does it mean playing at home, that confidence, and, and how much of an effect was that loss? The loss against the Falcons probably uh, uh, was good for us as well. You know, we, we can't think we can only win all home games really easy. This weekend we have a tough uh, opposition, so the uh, East Tigers had, had a draw with uh, Falcons uh, last weekend. Seven old goals, so that'll be tough to beat up here. They played here last year. That they're, uh, they're not new to the ground. Uh, everyone up here loves them as well. We got one of uh, our own boys playing with them in the Falcons, so he's their captain and. Uh, I'm sure there'll, there'll be a good number of players supporting them at the Sunday. That's the PNG Hunters coach, Michael Marum. And that's World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.